Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. Party people! Hey party people, One Hit Thunder back again. This week, the real tag team, myself and my co-host and producer Matt Kelly, jump in the ring with the massive stadium anthem, Whoop, There It Is. The song never really went away, but a recent resurgence thanks to an ice cream themed insurance commercial exposed this party classic to a whole new generation. Should Tag Team continue to repurpose this song in every possible way, or should the world be scooping into the rest of their almost impossible to find back catalog? Stay tuned to find out. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder 
Hey, Matt, for this episode, do you want to be a member of Tag Team? Can I be, was it DC the Brain Child? <laughs> That's DC the Brain Supreme, so no, you cannot be DC the oh, Brain. Oh, so I'm Steve Rowland <laughs> yes, then? Yes, you, you got you to be Steve Rowland. <laughs> so shout out to the Patreon who voted on this. It was a, it was a neck and neck. It was this and Escape Club, Wild Wild West. It was oh. between those two, really. Uh, this pulled it out at the very last second, but I'm okay with it because it's our last episode before Halloween, and they did a Halloween version of this song at one point, so it works. <laughs> that's cool. That That's cool with Womp There It Is, and we'll get into it, that they have done the sort of Bobby Boris Pickett thing and just done so many different versions <laughs> of this same song. You know, you got to just cash in on that cash cow, and I don't blame them, and I can't believe it's taken us this long to do this song actually yeah it's been a bit i was i was watching a couple different videos to prepare for this both music videos and people doing like you know maybe more mean-spirited than we'll be about tag team videos but the one that they did the one video i watched they did point out that at one point um i think it was av club ranked the album the essential tag team as the least essential greatest hits record that's ever been released i gotta tell you you know part of us doing this show is diving into the artist's back catalog this was the hardest one to find like this they released this as a single that went quadruple platinum the single did but then an album was released that went gold and dude that album is not on apple music there's just a couple songs, just remixes of Whoop, There It Is, or all I could really find. And even on YouTube, I had to dig deep to find other songs. What's the yeah. deal with that? Well, I think we'll get into that because I think it plays into, I, I will say this up front. I don't think that Tag Team really was ever going to be a group that had more than just this song, just based on the little bit that I have listened to them. But there was some uh there's definitely some record label issues that happened shortly after this that that may be part of the reason why we can't find anything <laughs> by them anymore yeah true so the thing that i like about the tag team story is that it's a story of two dudes who met in high school and like here we are in 2022 and they're still friends and they're still doing live shows and they're still like showing up in commercials. And that alone is like f- fills my heart with joy that this is like a whether they had a million hits or not, that these two dudes have been like ride or die with each other for, you know, almost 40 years. That That's great. I like, love it. And I was there for the first wave of tag team and Matt I will say this. I actually was more into the 95 South song, Woot, There It Is, which actually came out a month before Woop, There It Is. So at the time, I picked my side. I chose 95 South. I had the cassette single of 95 South. And now when I listen to the songs back to back, I'm like, oh, tag team version's way better. The 95 South version, the verses are way worse. And... That song is 100% about booty. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. Just saying. This well, booty you, is, you booty were... is only a part of this one. 
you weren't alone on voting on 95 South over tag team because the, so we'll jump into that real quick. Woot There It Is by 95 South was released a month prior. Both groups record companies maintained the similarities were strictly a coincidence as the phrase whoop or Woot There It Is was a common expression used by the dancers in both the Atlanta and the Miami nightclubs where those two groups were both from. But as an in-joke about the similarities, for a uh, Red Cross, like, hurricane relief fundraiser, Arsenio Hall had both groups perform the songs on his show and vote via a 1-900 number with the money from the 900 number going to those right. relief efforts. And 95 South won that competition. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Their, their song was, yeah, it was directly about the booty. Um, that was actually for Midwest floods relief, Matt. That wasn't for hurricane. Mid- unless unless okay. there was a Midwest hurricane in the early 90s. Though, there I we know. go. But I got <laughs> Look, it's not one hit thunder without me getting things slightly off. But yeah, um, I will say when I was looking at the lyrics for Tag Team, not that they're filthy, but like I would have thought, oh, boom, there it is, tag team. That's like a squeaky clean G-rated nope. rap song. But man, there's some motherfuckers and yeah. shits and all types of stuff yeah. in this song. It's <laughs> what's amazing to me about it is how it was adopted by like kid culture. There's a <laughs> there's a version of this song with tag team and Mickey Mouse about Donald Duck's birthday. <laughs> Something like this. Donald Duck back again. Turn up the music, let's begin. Party on party, people, let me hear some noise. Party with Donald, Daisy, and the boys. There's a party over here, a party over there. Tossing Donald up in the air. Now trying to catch him, he falls down. Whoop, there he went, hit ground. Like, that's when you Google whoop, there it is lyrics, what comes up? is the lyrics of the Mickey Mouse version about Donald Duck's birthday. 100%. I had to do so much digging to find the actual words for this song. And there's, and it's so disrespectful to the original song that there is no mention of Minnie nor Daisy Duck's booty whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd at yeah, least get Yeah, but you get do get bit. to hear the goofy voice saying shakalaka, shakalaka in yeah. that version. Yeah, right. It's something. The the main themes of Oomp There It Is, I figured out the five main themes of the original song of Oomp There It Is. They are as follows. One, we're partying. Yep. It's a main theme. Two, I'm about to make this party hype. Yep. Three, I crave your booty and want to have sex with you. That's all one <laughs> <Okay>. theme. Four, we have discovered a sound that you all want. Yep. And five, we're old school. Those are the five main themes of this song. Which leads to one of my favorite rhymes, because we'll be honest, tag team might have brought the party, but at the end of the day, tag team were two strip club DJs who started (laughs) rapping, and they rap like strip club DJs, which is not very well. Um, But I do love the line. I'm taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool who's so cool. Okay. All right. (laughs) You you proved your point a little bit. But I think they have a cool (laughs) delivery. I don't mind the flow. 
I'm not saying that they're be- they are not they are there have been way worse rappers that have had full blown multiple song careers than tag team, but they definitely have a little bit of like when you're making fun of what 80s rap is like where it's like my name is Matt and I'm here to say yeah, like right. they have that type of flow style sometimes in this school, song. I'm so cool. Hey <laughs> Matt, I want to take you back. Now, we said at the beginning of this episode, you're going to be Steve Roland and I am going to be DC the Brain Supreme. So okay. here we are. I'm taking <laughs> us back to 1993. We just got the mix back of the song yes we're at the gentleman's club in atlanta magic city where i know that i dc the brain supreme work here i don't know if steve Rowland does but since we're buds and we do everything together i'm gonna assume you also work here i'm just hanging in the booth with you yeah yeah dc so now we're in this gentleman's club which it's always funny to me that term gentleman's club like <laughs> like as if it's like dapper gentlemen walking around with monocles <laughs> so we're at magic city we just got the mix back the club is pumping the, the gentleman's club there's Ladies doing their thing up on the poles, I can imagine, but also people are dancing. This place is wild, and yeah. <laughs> but the songs just aren't cutting it. And and I, as DC the Brain Supreme, look over to you, Steve Rowland, and say, "I think it's time." And I say, "Yes, it is." I pop in, <laughs> I pop in the burnt CD into the uh, the slot of my system, and all of a sudden. Shit goes wild. It is the biggest crowd response that I, DC the Brain Supreme, have ever seen. And we just know at that moment, it's like a movie moment. We've done it. We've made a hit single. So I've heard two different versions of this story. I've heard that version of the story that he played at the Gentleman's Club. The reaction was massive. And he was just like, we've got a hit on our hands. I've heard a separate version of the story that's almost the same, that he put it on, there was a big reaction, he didn't think anything of it, but then the girls at the club kept saying, yo, you've got to play that song again, (laughs) and that's when he was like, okay, we've got a hit. What I like about this story, though, because here's the thing about Tag Team, I like that they just have faith in what they're doing, and they persevere, right? So they saw something happening in this club, they were doing, they were kind of... uh, One of the things that moved them from Denver, where they grew up, to Atlanta was one of them went to college in Atlanta, but he found that Miami bass sound, which at this point, the biggest Miami bass group was two live crew, right? It's that that heavy bass, filthy lyrics type style. And he's like, you know, yo, Steve, you've got to come down here. There's There's something happening. So they had this song but no i think because two live crew specifically had really like tainted that miami bass sound and was so controversial no one wanted to touch them they sent this record out to almost every single label got rejected everywhere so they borrowed some money from their parents and they just pressed some copies of the single themselves and started selling it diy style and when they sold out of all of their records that's when a record label was like all right, let's give these guys a shot and see what happens. And it went all the way to number two on the Billboard charts uh, and probably could have been number one had it not been like the year of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You, which was just like dominating the wow. number one spot Those most of that year. Those were one and two? That was well, that, the- wasn't, that wasn't one and two. That partic- the, the week that it peaked, actually, you'll love this. 
the number one song was UB40's Can't Help Falling in Love With You, oh, which I know you love. I do but love. <laughs> this was 93 was the year that that like I Will Always Love You song was just the undeniable jam of this the year so <laughs> i just i just pictured like the top 40 stations like it finishing that end that that very emotional Ooh. end of yeah <laughs> the end party of, people well i do want to tell you something because this is a wild top five the top five like i said number one was ub40 number two was tag team Number three was Weak by SMV. SWV, baby. That's Sisters with Voices. I get so weak in the knees. I can hardly sleep. I lose all control. Me and Steve, Steve from my band, we we both liked SWV Weak. Steve, I believe, had the CD. <laughs> uh, number four, The Proclaimers with I'm Gonna Be 500 Miles. Nice. And the number five song, which I think we may be able to cover on this show at some point. I have to double check to make sure they didn't have some crazy extra hits. Onyx was slam. Oh, so talk about your top 40 charts. were all over the fucking place on your top 40 radio. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hey, girl talk. If you're out there, if you're listening to one hit thunder right now, I challenge you. We need, we need the Whitney Houston. I will always love you and tag team. Whoop. There it is. Mashup. You got to make it happen. (laughs) Uh, so we are, I mean, I feel like it's about that time where we can talk about the different versions of Whoop There It oh, Is can we do that, that we got. Because the thing I liked the most about all of the different versions that they've done, there was the one for the Bulls. There was the, like, they were just, like, coming up with crazy ones. But they always found a way to incorporate, like, the central theme of the different songs that they were kind of blending together. Case in point... The Halloween version of us being here, the Adams Family Values, Whoop, Adams Family, there it is, which still kind of incorporates the da 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 into the background as well. It is chaos when you never, listen to that song. Never has anyone done a worse job <laughs> of, <laughs> of making a version of a song. It is literally as if the first split second of like, how can we do this? And they were like, Whoop. Adam's family. There it is. Like, oh, that's it. We're just going with you. You don't need to spend one more second thinking about it. That is literally what we're going. Whoop. Adam's family. There it is. Whoop. The Adam's family. Oh, yeah. Party time with the Adam's family. What a little help from DC, the brain supreme. And my man, Steve You sent me a link to another song by Tag Team. Yes, uh, I did. And we're going to cover both of these simultaneously for a split second because there's the Adams Family, Whoop, there it is. And then there's also Pig Power Pig from Power. the movie <laughs> Pig Power from the movie Gordy. And something that I picked up on very quickly listening to both of these songs is that I don't think anyone showed Tag Team either one of these movies when they were <laughs> no! hired to write the theme song. Matt, I got to tell you right now, I, <laughs> I was over... <laughs> I was over here 
you know, getting ready for this episode, laughing out loud to myself, thinking about what I'm about to talk to you about. I pictured DC and Steve walking walking into the meeting with the movie creators for Gordy, which, by the way, Gordy's a 1994 family comedy drama about a livestock piglet named Gordy who searches for his missing family who are taken away to a slaughterhouse in Omaha, which... Wow, that's all. Yeah, I think that's a whole other podcast. We don't need to get into that, but you know, you know the gist here. It's a, it's a cute pig movie, a la Babe or something. Tag team rolls into the meeting. <laughs> D- DC and Steve say, "Okay, so we got some questions before we start working on this song. <laughs> now, first things first. Does this pig like booty? <laughs> <laughs> Number two, is this pig representing?" <laughs> <laughs> number three does this pig have attitude and number four does gordy front and or fake <laughs> just four things we need to know and then what came out of that was yes pig power which is not surprisingly not a whoop there it is different version like adam's family just it's like a whole different feel which is which is surprising because pretty much every tag team song i found was either like a slightly slower version of the same exact type of song this one was a little bit of a departure slightly but still like a early 90s rap song but matt can i share with you the first verse of pig power yes please Let me share verse one with you, and you guys can all go deeper if you want to, but verse one, I think, is just a real achievement of early 90s uh, (laughs) uh, novelty rap. Proud to be a pig, and I'm giving up love to my mama hog while she's chilling in the mud. And when it comes to chumps, I'm doing damage. Gordy ain't going out like a ham sandwich. My name is Gordy, but they call me Sir Snout. Make all the girly pigs scream and shout. The Mac Daddy hog representing the swine, throwing up pig power because the power's all mine. <laughs> now, based on that first verse, do you think DC and Steve saw the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. You know what I weirdly started thinking about when I was listening to this song uh, this morning was... This specifically the oink oink suey yeah. yippee kaye pig power in the house. Yeah, this is an ICP song. This sounds like the sequel to Chicken Hunting. <laughs> oink, <laughs> well, how's it go? Oink oink suey yippee yo kaye. Is that pig is power it, in the house? Pig power yeah. in the house. Oink <laughs> oink suey yippee yo kaye. Pig power in the house. I wish this was a pig power episode. Yeah. So the other thing that I love though, because you're right, first verse. Tells us nothing about the movie Gordy. Second verse is just about the story of the three little pigs. Yeah. <laughs> so still nothing about Gory. And then the third verse starts with, here we go. We got to finish up the story. And it's like, what story? <laughs> you told us nothing so far. Yeah. I highly suggest Pig Power to anyone. There's a music video for Pig Power. They there is made a music very video much a music it. video for Big Power. Did you find the Adams Family music video where uh, I watched a little bit of it? Christina Ricci 
does not look thrilled that she has to do a choreographed dance in that music video oh. even a little bit. Wow, I but, didn't make it to that. Big Christina Ricci fan here. Love I, Christina Ricci, but I'm yeah. gonna have to go back and watch that. I think in the Adams family rep, there's literally a point where, where DC is just naming members of the family. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like, it's like almost like let me see if I can find it uh real quick because it is it is very funny the way he says it. Did you check out their first song though when they were the tag team crew Strictly Political? No. Okay, so Strictly Political it very much feels like a De La Soul Tribe Called Quest song. It's like a really serious political rap song from like 1990 like it but I think that was right before they moved to Atlanta and found that sweet Miami bass sound that was going on. But yeah, it's it's very awkward how different it is from everything else that Tag Team recorded so, up. So, so where did they originally come from? They were from Denver, Denver. Colorado originally. Okay, so they were yeah. in Denver. They were politically minded. They were, you know, trying to change the world. And then they moved to Atlanta. And the second they moved to Atlanta, they saw one booty. And they were like... <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> this is it. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's all over now. We've we've discovered the thing we've been looking for this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm not gonna lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Back again, the Adams Family, new baby in the house makes it three. Wednesday, Pugsley, Lurch, you ring it, Fester, Grandma, and there's Thing. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. what You guys gave me nothing. They have a baby. I guess we'll just write a song real quick. 
let's go back to the original song for a minute here. As okay. far as whoop, there it is. Now, in whoop, there it is, there was no doubt that the whoop, there it is, is about a booty. So much so that in the music video, there was a woman wearing a t-shirt where on the bottom of the back of the t-shirt, there's an arrow pointing down that says, whoop, there it is, <laughs> yeah. pointing at her butt, just in case you weren't sure. But... That was in the days before the juicy shorts. You had to wear yeah. a shirt to to point to the butt instead. Yeah, right. But <laughs> the tag team members claim that the phrase "whoop, there it is" is about anything that one agrees with on a positive level. Yeah, whoop, there it is. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I know that I've said it to you many a times when we've both agreed on uh, if a song is a thunder or a blunder. I said, "Whoop, there it is." Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we should try to incorporate that into every episode. Uh, Hey, and we got to talk about the recent resurgence of this song. Kids, once again, a whole new generation of kids love this song. I've seen it firsthand. And it's all thanks to a Geico commercial, which is, I would... I would have been confused because at first I would have thought it would have been an ice cream commercial. But no, it's a Geico commercial where they're saying, scoop, there it is. They yep. they once again morphed the song to scoop where it is. And the one thing really notable about that song, it was on the Super Bowl and whatever. It's a huge commercial, is that it gave the guys a new resurgence. But I think about this all the time, man. You're not going to believe it, but it's the truth. I think about it all the time. I believe it's DC in the commercial is wearing the sickest tag team jacket i've ever seen in my life i know exactly the one you're talking about <laughs> it's like an old school starter jacket that says tag on one side and team on the other side yeah if i had that jacket i would wear it every day of my life every day <laughs> um so i so i wanted to follow up on why we couldn't find any of these songs so yeah i mean there's the normal situation where like their follow-up singles their follow-up album didn't really do anything but then the band went on a brief hiatus and they went on a hiatus because A, their record label completely filed for bankruptcy and disappeared. B, there was a huge rights issue on the sample that they used in Whoop There It Is that they were trying to figure out how the copyrights would play out. Oh, it was so, from Whoop There It Is? I thought it was a different song. That came or maybe it was from a different song. But what, they, they like the plan was like, hey, let's just go on a brief pause, get all this legal stuff figured out. But I think at that point, because they had about seven singles that did nothing at that point, no label was like clamoring to get tag teams. So I think their their like back catalog when the label filed for bankruptcy just kind of like fell away. You know what I mean? Like maybe right. someone picked it up just so they could have the rights to whoop there it is. But like I I just think that you know, there's sometimes like with movies, a lot of like film studios as they sell each other to each other over and over and over again turns into this giant mystery of like who actually owns the rights to these movies anymore. I think that may have just happened with the tag team catalog where it was like such a not important entity as it like shuffled around that like all anyone cared about was having whoop. There it is. As long as they had that song, they could care less about the rest. And now like those songs are just disappeared, but it's a song that I think keeps coming back because I remember it when I was like a little, little kid, when this blew up, I was like seven 
But then my younger siblings know it because it was in Elf. Like it's mm-hmm. predominant in a party scene in Elf. And then, like you said, the new generation, it's the Geico scoop. There it is commercial. I mean, it was also in Shark Tale, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, D2, the Mighty Ducks. Like, yeah. it, I feel like it's never gone away. No, it, it's never fully gone away. And I also think that that opening line, well, first of all, the yelling the party people is like, I yeah. mean, that you, more punchline songs should start with y'all yelling party people before. That's a it, great but, idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think tag team back again. Check it to wreck it. Let's begin. Party on, party people. people let's make some noise. noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump, jump rejoice. Like, party over there. Party over there. Raise your hands in the air. Shake your dairy. Like, that's a great opening verse. You're just like, and that's like one where you can learn that so quickly as a kid and that's the clean one <laughs> you don't think the kids are saying let's make this motherfucking party hype <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> saying the or, n-word and stuff or <laughs> point point blank gin and juice i drank and yeah. then <laughs> and yeah. then i invent as i puff on the dank <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, right uh, <laughs> uh i remember that as a kid yeah i, I talked about rock the mic and i crave the skin i rip shit and find honey to dip in <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> yeah was that in the mickey mouse version i don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if uh craven skin was in the mickey mouse version uh <laughs> hey uh the only other songs i was able to find i looked a lot man were oeo which was kind yeah. of just like a slightly slower one. There it is. And also the song Bring It On, which I found on the Booty Jams 2001 compilation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also like a slower one. There it is. Like a slightly like, slower one. There it is. Again, I'm just throwing ideas for Punchline at you. But if you ever release the Punchline's greatest hits album, you should call it like Punchline Booty Jams <laughs> Volume 7 or something. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> album title in, gen- in general. <laughs> Punchline <laughs> Booty Jams 2023. <laughs> um, hey, I was trying to think of like new collaborations for Tag Team. And I came up with a short list of them. That Okay, let's hear it. I mean, they might exist for all I know. Uh, could there be a Betty Boop? Boop, there it is. Ooh, I mean, I I feel like if they ever decide to do the way that they've done like a live action Tom and Jerry movie and all, if they bring back Betty Boop, tag team should absolutely send an email to somebody. (laughs) Tag team should also send an email to Salt and Peppa for Shoop, there it is. Maybe one to Snoop Dogg, Snoop, there it is. Is that a little too obvious? Maybe one to Gwyneth Paltrow for Goop, there it is. Wait, what, what is... It's like her, like, I don't know if it's, like, products or what it is. Oh, my goop. God. You know I have no goop? clue that she sold a thing called Goop. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> a big deal because I think there's, like, for some reason, at some point, there was a lot of, like, really, like, a lot of vagina talk involved in the Goop product. I don't know. There was At some point, there was something, like, where people were, like, oh, <laughs> about Goop. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you exactly what it was, but definitely people were a little bit like sketched out on it for a minute. And the only other thing that I could think of, I don't watch wrestling, but I know there's a wrestler named this. I thought maybe, whoop, there's the Miz. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> whoop, work? there's the Miz. That would actually work within the Miz's whole character of being like a big Hollywood big shot. <laughs> okay, that's his character. I don't know. I, hey, the only other thing that I, I could think of, man... I, when I was thinking about like incorporations into things, I was wondering now everyone's trying to figure out this next season of stranger things. What's going to be the next running up that hill. What's going to be the next master of puppets. 
Could it be set in 1993? Could we see Woomp There It Is get yet another resurgence because of Stranger Things? I would not hate that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know how I I see. Yeah. (laughs) Season five opens. There's a gentleman's club. Who's that in the DJ booth? It's Dustin. Yes, he absolutely Dustin and Steve. <laughs> D- uh, DC for for Dustin, whatever his last name is, and yeah. Steve Rowland just sitting right yeah. next to him. Wow, I wouldn't hate it if in the stranger in the stranger verse, if uh, tag team were these two, I wouldn't hate it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that'd be a jump the shark moment? I don't know. Yeah, that may be, be a little bit of a whitewashing, like uh, <laughs> you know, the people who talk oh, yeah. about how Back to the Future is like Michael J. Fox created rock and roll yeah, instead right. of Chuck Berry. That'd be so <laughs> like... awesome, man. Two white dudes create tag team. Whoop! There it is. That'd be, that'd be such a bold move on the part of the on the part of the Duffer Brothers. <laughs> All right, we've had a lot of fun here, Chris, but we got to ask the big question. Whoop, there it is. Thunder or blunder? Oh, you know, I like to take the back catalog into consideration big time. But here's what I'm going to say. I watched an interview. It was like from the past year in their resurgence. And it was on a talk show. They brought them in. And the two guys are so appreciative and happy about it. And for how many people that we've seen bitch and complain about having a hit or like, you know, fade into whatever. These guys are psyched about it. They they like that kids like the song and stuff. The the song lives on. It's silly, but I got to give it a thunder. I can't help it. I had too much fun with this. I one. I agree. I, and yes, like, are do I think that tag team are ever going to be in like the hottest MCs of all time discussion or anything? Like, no. But I I'm with you. Like, I love the positivity. I love the friendship that's gone for like 30 plus years. I love that they're just all on board for whatever womp there it is, whatever doors womp there it is can open for them. They're they're for it. They're having a good time. They'll do the 90s retro tours with other like one to two hit wonders from that time period. Like they just they are loving life. It you know, I'd like to believe that you and I if we had a hit song would, would be that, you know, just buddies that just are like, all right, we got to play this song a million times for the rest of our lives. We're going to do it with smiles on our faces and just be happy that two buds are touring the world, having a good time with this dumb song. Dude, if you wrote whoop, there it is. And then got to live your life the way you want to live your life because whoop, there it is exists. You'd have to be a real dickhead to complain about that. (laughs) 100%. Stop running around because no one here is proud. Once lady like Miss Katie White finds herself upside down. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Othalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing the Punchline song 21 Forever off their album Delightfully Pleased. Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news. We're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote for future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and myself at weknowpodcasting.com 
for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.